0: Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's Razors. Visit harrys.com today and get $5 off your purchase by using the promo code BCPOD.
1: You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast.
0: What's up, schmucks? This is Matt. Now, somebody sent me in the nickname Schmucks, and I thought it was great. So thank you for sending in, and I am kind of running out of a bully, big brother kind of nickname, so send me some on Twitter, everybody, so I don't run out of fuel. Now, I have something fun to announce today, and that is an Emory tour. You may have already seen a post about it, but Emery's going back on tour pretty soon. And the most exciting thing about it is we're going on tour with As Cities Burn they're back and they're going to be doing shows. Um, I'll give you some more information about that later, but you can go to ascitiesburn.net probably best place to hear their new song and check out the dates. Also we're having a really big week. We had the uh, Driscoll Depression episode last week and I got to say something. I got to make a disclaimer or disqualifier on that. A bunch of people were telling me how brave it was and how awesome it was and thank you for doing it and they're sending this to me directly saying thank you Matt for this and that. Now here's what I think is going on. I think you Y'all can't tell the difference in my voice and Toby's, and that's becoming a problem because Toby has a wild, crazy mouth, and people think it's me, I'm afraid, but that was Toby talking all that trash, but in all seriousness, I do back him, I do think it was brave, and I do admire what Toby said on the last episode, so go back and check that one out if you missed it. It's called Driscoll Depression. Also, the one before that was the girls from Free Sex, and we're going to talk about that on this episode a little bit as well, but we are, in fact... Um, partnering with releasing and working with those girls on their podcast you can find it on our website if you just go to podcast or you can go to freesexpod.com their first episode of relaunching their podcast is about having sex a- sex after having kids basically so this is Candace and Katie they're friends of ours and they're relaunching a podcast that they used to do and gonna, gonna do it for real and take it serious and use the real names I also think these, guys, these girls are really brave and admire what they're doing so yeah check that out out uh we got a bunch of exciting stuff going on and trust me more big news to come as always it's funded by started by supported by the bc club thank you guys for believing in what we do and supporting us
1: even when we say weird crazy and wild things we're gonna keep on going same old pimp ain't nothing changed but the limp joey can you hit the beat for me yo i can hit that beat Tiki tiki
2: timbo no surrender
3: Oh
1: snap, we back up in this mug <laughs> It's the big Christian Poutine
0: Okay, we are. That was a bass
1: in that, Joey. Yeah, that Hell was yeah, good. Buddy.
0: I tell you what, it feels. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast, everybody. Wow. Matt, Toby, and Joey here. It feels really good to be back into the normal setup, normal routine. I'm back in the old yep, wife's does, closet. Yep, Got the sound effect machine going, and Toby and Joey have that chemistry back of beatboxing in the room together. What it's, was it like being out
2: of the closet when you're on tour? <laughs> you know, <laughs> our
1: beatboxing is like making love. <laughs> It's chemistry. It's undeniable. It takes two, Joey. All right. I'm looking in your eyes right now. Yeah, the phone no, sex it, just didn't work. No, it didn't. Like <laughs> trying to get each other hot and bothered so we could beatbox together. didn't work. But being in person, man, it's, it's steamy right now. It's sensual. The beatbox. I, that was one of your best beatbox I've ever heard. <laughs> now, now, is beatbox plural? <laughs> Do I have to say beatboxes? Like
2: for it's the single beatbox eye. Beatbox Eye. Yeah. That I love the bass on that. Oh yeah? Man, you brought it. Well the, that, that was the sound. Well, I brought it the, a couple Sundays ago too. Uh, I, I bring sermons, I bring beatboxing, I bring sex to the bed. Well, well you bring up a good point. Uh two Sundays ago you preached live at your church. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and uh so <laughs> <laughs> praise the Lord. Um but do you get real nervous before you have to? Because I mean, you do a podcast, you do a lot of public speaking. We do live dude, don't podcasts. get nervous. We, do you, do you, you get know nervous that. before preaching a sermon? Like Toby, any? No Toby. nerves at all.
2: I sometimes I've told you this. I wish that I did. I think most of your because, congregation does too. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I it, <laughs> give. I mean, here's here's the thing. When I was 22 years old. In a job interview for my first teaching position, you were the, what 350, three fifty, three seventy five. Right? Your first job interview. The principal told me at the end of the year, she's so glad she hired me, but she if came you very, don't lose weight, you will be fired. Yeah, <laughs> but she came very close to not hiring me because I was slouching in the interview. Why? Because I wasn't. I wasn't nervous. My very first interview. So. Nervous is just not a part of my.
1: Would I, you have sued her for like you to faked having
2: scoliosis? <laughs> <laughs> Joey is a, is definitely a mega slouch. That's for sure. He slouches all the time. So my chemical imbalance causes depression, but it also causes me not to be nervous. So, so well, I mean, perks. so so it's depression it is and perks. not
0: anxiety is really what's going on. Like you don't feel any kind of acute anxiety at all about stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I just i i I think I can get nervous for other people like um you know if i know like my daughter did a solo violin deal and i could get nervous about that but not about myself yeah
1: my chemical imbalance causes me to be very anxious and worry a lot i also sneak food late at night yeah my chemical imbalance uh causes me to sometimes be mean mean, hateful uh it causes me to roll through stop signs (laughs) um it causes me to lie several times yeah um
2: yeah. Hey, so let me ask you a quick question. You were talking. I was going to tell you something. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I actually lied to you yesterday, and my wife called me out on it. And... You lied to me all the time. There's no doubt in my mind. And and here's here's what does that mean? I There's no doubt you... in my mind about that either, Joe. That's not yeah. true. Yeah. No, no, it I is don't like, true. Like you're a manipulator. manipulator. Well, you're about to give not... us an example. Go ahead. I know. Tammy.
1: I was going to give you an example, but okay.
2: I I I, can... I don't even care to hear it. But go ahead. Okay. Well, never mind. I won't okay. tell you.
1: All right. All um, right. Go ahead. So I don't know why I did this. I wasn't really thinking, and. it it's going to be is, is it isn't going to even be funny I don't think but yesterday we met with uh Ben and Derek and John Basil and we had lunch, right? Yeah. And that, those are our good friends from college, and we just said, "Hey, let's get the guys together and just have lunch on, you know, during our lunch break or whatever." And it was a lot of fun. And then afterwards, uh, I w- was just talking to Joy for a minute, and he said, "Hey, you headed to Mount Pleasant to take in our tech booth computer because it's broken." And I was like, "Yeah, I am. I got to go over there." To the tech, he said, "Why are you headed over to Mount Long Mount Pleasant or whatever?" I said, "To turn in our, our and uh and then I just walked away and I realized, well, I didn't realize, but I just I said that, and I'd already gone to Mount Pleasant. <laughs> so I lied to you because I was thinking, "Hey, I want to make sure that I, I'm I'm going to go do work and stuff like that, but I might not go back to the office. I don't know where I'm headed. <laughs> I, I might go to I might go to Panera. I might go to my house." So you lied to your might, boss, just yeah, yeah, to make sure I I thought well, you I, worked well. Well, I thought shit. Here's what, to be perfectly honest, I thought, <laughs> man, I don't want to tell Joey I'm not going to come to the office because. Um, I just, I've been on tour with Emery and I don't want him to know, I don't want him to think I'm not working. I would have been. So on, I, I immediately was convicted. As soon as I got in my car, I was like, nah, I can't do this. So I just drove to the office and worked from the office, even though I wasn't planning on it. I was going to work from either Panera home or whatever. <laughs> so, and so, so I lied your, to your face. So you,
0: your lie became self-motivation to actually do good work.
1: Right. But no, no, not to do good work. I was going to do work either way, but it, may, it was self motivation to go in and work in the office. And so I looked, and the reason I was like, why did I say that? And, and I called Jess. I was like, man, I kind of just lied to Joey. And she said, no, I, I don't know. If I, I have family members that lie that y'all know of. I don't want to call them out on the podcast, but Jess said, it's the lineage. <laughs> it's in your blood <laughs> that you so naturally go to it, just a lie that that's would just be so off the cuff funny, like that,
0: Toby. That's what exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to explain this to you and Joey in this in that scenario. It's like, well, Toby, you have to understand just from the way you are and were brought right. up. This is normal for you, and you without thinking about it, you typically go to a lie in order right. to handle, handle a situation. Intuitively, you do that. You do. I say you do it all the time, and develop right. really like. Deep detailed lies to tell a customer service person just to get out of a situation when it's completely unnecessary. And it's not because you're trying to even do anything bad. It's just (laughs) your go-to thing is to lie.
1: So then I thought, well, I just told my boss that, I mean, I just lied to my boss and he's like my best friend. So it's like, (laughs) this
2: is pretty shitty. So
1: I do want to, clarify I do not lie to you all the time and when i do i do feel bad about it and i was like i'm going to say this for the podcast cuz i think y'all would think you might would think it's funny or whatever but toby
2: will actually hit mute and talk to his wife while i'm talking to him and yep, he has no definitely. idea what i was talking about and that's that's okay man that's your prerogative well, well, think to talk about, to your I, wife. like i've seen him do that to you
0: and other people but think about how bad it must be to me the person that talks the longest and the most yeah. I mean, I have no confidence whatsoever that he's ever listening to me. Because hey, everybody so, like, knows you can tune out and tune back in. I'll still be on the same loop five minutes later. Every, I know everybody knows that about me. So you might as well just turn it off, turn it back on, and you probably won't miss anything.
1: Yeah. But my thing is, those things are, I actually think those are motivated out of love because I feel like your feelings, both of y'all's feelings would be hurt if I zoned out. But I have a very small attention span. And y'all know me, so why would you talk so long? I feel like that's inconsiderate to me. (laughs)
0: Well, why is your best friend the person with the longest attention span that you know?
1: You and Joey can talk y'all's damn asses off forever, and you're just talking stuff. And then I'm trying to listen. You see me in that category? Yeah, you can talk. Really? You You like talking. I mean, I, I am a person, uh, okay, you got to at least give me credit, you probably talk to me more than, I mean, besides your wife, maybe the most in the world. In the entire world, Joey Svensson can tell me basically anything, get stuff off his chest, all this stuff, so I mean, sometimes it's it it's overwhelming and I do zone out because I have a really bad attention span, which isn't good. I'm not saying, I don't know how to work on that, I don't know how to improve, I've uh, I've tried, so I th- I've always thought like, yeah, I'll just tell you yes because I don't want to hurt your feelings. So I, it is that is motivated out of love. Now, yesterday was self selfish because I was like, oh, I don't want Joey to think I'm bailing out of work because I'm not, but I just don't want to have to go in that conversation. But that was really sh- shitty. I should I should have done that. Apology
2: so accepted, that's I, man.
0: That's so I am sorry. I, I am great. sorry that I lied
1: to you.
2: Hey, well, you guys would be super proud of me. Uh, speaking of talking your asses off, I. Uh, all right, so I was given a um, a cell tower. micro cell is for AT&T customers where the signal's not high It in helps house. your signal. It helps do signal. better in your house. And so I was given one for free. Well, it pooped out, and so I called AT&T, and I said, look, y'all gave me one of these for free because we were in a very low service. Uh, I need another one. They said, well, that was a special offer. We don't send those for free anymore. And so I knew what he was saying was a legitimate policy, but I said, well, wait a second. I said, you mean to tell me that we're paying you $180 for two cell phones to use our cell phone? We're paying you for a service. You can't provide me the service, and so I have to pay you to help me get the service? Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, I really see your point. we—that's ca- a good point. Yeah, he said, we cannot give... And I was just like, no, you can. He said, no, we absolutely can't. We're working with another company, and we can't authorize sending that because it's not in our control. And I said, okay, well, can you... Uh, get me with who's in charge? He said, "Well, I'm in charge, sir." And I said, "Oh, so you're the pre- I, I seriously said, <laughs> "I'm speaking to the president of AT and T." You said that sarcastically <laughs> to <I> him. Did. <laughs> <laughs> and so he said no no and i said so is there anybody in your building that's that's higher than you and he said yes i can uh let you talk so anyway before i got off the when phone did him, mr I did...
0: nice guy get big balls like that yeah i know good lord
2: <laughs> so i did well speaking of nice guy i did say look i know you're just doing your job man and uh <laughs> okay you, you know, had to uh, let, let him off the. Hook. Hook. you let him no off no i just said you know sorry i don't think i apologize i said i know you're doing your job but i just don't think this is fair so I talked to this lady, this lady, super, super nice. She's apparently a manager and she says the same thing. She's like, sorry, we, we just can't do this for free. Oh, I totally understand. And I kept telling her the same stuff. Like I'm, I'm having to pay you to help me. And so finally she says, you know, we, I can look into some potential, uh, discounts. Oh, that's right. Here's what I said. So I was like, okay, you can't give me this free, uh, $150, um, tower. So I said, I'm still a paying customer. Why don't you just discount me for the next six months until it makes up? I was like, if you yeah. can't get, I said, I know you can discount price because you yeah. guys do it all the time. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Okay. She said, so let me let you talk to a, uh, a salesperson who can give you those discounts. I said, where well, are you going to pass me off? Are you going to get me on the line with them? So she actually walked, you know, metaphorically walked me to this person, got me on the line, And uh, she said, now, if this person can't give you a discount, I'm sorry. There's just nothing we can do. You're going to have to order one of these microcells. She says, we can't give them to you. It's like, okay. She gets off the phone. And I'm talking to a saleswoman and she's, she's like, hi, hey, this is so-and-so from 18... I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. I'm from the South so I can crash right. on country accents. I was just like, all right, this, this is not a manager anymore. She said, I, I understand what your problem is. She says, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to send one of those micro-sales for you free of <laughs> charge. And I'm sitting there, you have got to I be know. kidding me. And I asked her, I said, did you just say you're going to send me one of these free of charge? She's like, well, I have to talk to my manager first. She said, but I just don't see if there's going to be a problem, she says. So if you don't hear back from me today, just know that, that thing's in the mail, sweetie. Have you gotten it yet? Uh, no, but that was uh, right before the weekend. She so could have been a liar like me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am so
1: on it that. If the, when I do the first call, if the person sounds not right, I hang up yep. and I call back. <laughs> like You're i saying like, you, I can tell like, you like, in like 10 it, seconds if, if I'm going to be able to get my yeah, way or not. If it's a, if it's a kind of a sh- a short, uh, I mean a uh, <laughs> short, a, short worded mail, I usually, I give up. I, I give up a meal. I go, no, I got to, I got to find another person. And I do that until I find, I, I'll, call, I've called back five times before until I found somebody who's like, Hey, how you doing? This is, I, I, just thank you so much for calling. What's the
2: craziest thing you've pulled off? Is, is there one thing that sticks out in your mind, especially when you guys were in Emory early stages and y'all were fighting for your lives financially? I mean, is there anything you can think of that you did? We had a, a
1: tow service company, like a roadside assistance company. Yeah, like a, like a $5.99 our, a month. Our, we, we, we first bought a, a school bus, and it broke down over and over and over, and they kept having to tow us to where they were like, forget it. You're a liability. We will not do it. But anyway, that came (laughs) over the. We had like we had gotten towed several times within like two weeks, and uh, this last time we were actually parked outside of the place where we needed the uh, bus to be checked out the the garage or whatever. And so we called them and we said, "Hey, listen, we broke down. We need a we need a tow. You got to come get us because we couldn't start the bus to get it inside." (laughs) So we had them actually come tow the bus. Less than 100 yards <laughs> into the garage. And then that was it. They dropped us right after that. But then we just, we ended up just kind of leaving it. I think we sold the whole bus for like four We had to pull off a whole stupid. lot
2: to get out of that situation. Yeah, it was but a lot. but it's, that's what I Well, I, was I about... definitely, if I uh, maintained asshole mode the whole time and was super mean to everybody, which I don't think I was, um, then yeah, that would just be the opposite of being loving. I mean, so I well, think that yeah, would have to be Yeah, for sure. There's,
0: I mean, what are you willing to do to save this money or that money or whatever? But, you know, asshole mode is But one strategy. The guy that edits this podcast, Brett, he's the most slowest, patient, calmest person. He is yeah. exceedingly good with customer service. He always gets
1: what he wants. So
0: that's just techniques, and, you know, I think it's determination.
1: So like how, how far that, would you go with a person that calls and says, hey, listen, uh, this bad Christian T-shirt you sent me, I know I ordered medium, but I just don't like it. I really like a small. Can you? I'm a, will you pay for the you know shipping and stuff like that and do that? I mean, you would go no. But what if, could I mean? If they kept talking and, <laughs> and made you feel bad, joy, and eventually you sent it, did they do the right thing? I mean, did they do the right we, thing? For the record, we probably bad, would swap think, your shirt out if it was yeah. the
0: wrong size. But let's make it a more extreme example. They say no, no. I, I had this what shirt if they ordered the right? Year. What if
1: they ordered a size? They're like, yeah, I just didn't like it. I it's think not- sure. I've been wearing it a year, but I'm thinking I might want to try out a different size. <laughs> How bad would you feel? Not a year, just like, yeah, I tried on a medium. I shouldn't have ordered a medium. I'm definitely a small. <laughs> I mean, we, I would, definitely would return that That's what shirt. I'm saying. No, no so we what. would cave. Our business yeah, would cave. So why is that wrong that they did that? They got the shirt they wanted. Yeah. You got the, you know, the tower that you wanted. Maybe in this day and age, it's not the wrong thing. I
2: mean, there there is a place, didn't Jesus say, be wise as serpents? You know, and just uh, as shrewd businessman, yeah. terrible and all that stuff. I mean, there's got to be something to... Not so you lying. think that wise
0: as serpents maybe it wasn't translated correctly and should have
2: said Jesus said you get yours get yours <laughs> <laughs> get yours <laughs> is that is that but the correct here's, interpretation here's of the, the verse? here's the thing though is I uh, take going back to AT and T I didn't lie all I was doing was arguing my point all I was right. saying I'm a paying customer I, and you're asking me to pay you to help me not you know right. because y'all aren't giving me the service but right
1: that's true but, I mean the one they said hey, we can't give this to you, and then you basically called them liars. (laughs) That's (laughs) what you did. Well, they were. A
2: a guy who was – They
0: they were. They were.
2: They ended up sending it. And it was the lady that worked customer service sales. I know, but, I mean, a guy,
1: he said, sir, we don't do that anymore. And you did not take his word for it. You said, (laughs) I don't believe you. You can do something and so now Joey I'll I'll
0: commend you for this I think that's really good I'm glad to hear that you you know I think you being a little tougher is probably good for you and your mental state I do believe that I bet that feels good here's what I be that way here's
2: what I don't understand Matt and I think I've said this before when it comes to people situations, and uh, Toby may have some wise cracks right now, but I think he can vouch for me. When it comes to people situations, especially in the church, you know, husbands that are jerks to their wives, someone that should have done something on staff, or just anything like that, I have no problem with confrontation, and I don't enjoy it. I don't relish it, but I do mm-hmm. not. I don't have any problem with sitting there and and. Talking about something that's sensitive, and I think that's deeply rooted into like a belief issue. It's like I have to do this; is the right thing to do. When it comes to uh, social stuff, like I'll give you a, a perfect example. So Priscilla and I are at Rita's restaurant, and I I'm looking at the menu, and I really want some nachos. Like I've just been in the mood for nachos. And I look at the menu. I'm like, crap, they don't have nachos, but they do have chips, salsa, guac, and queso. So I was just like, yeah, we'll have the chips and salsa for um, an appetizer. And then I'm looking at the menu more. I'm like, oh my gosh, they do have nachos. So this is like five minutes later. I sat there and I told Priscilla, I was like, this sucks. I said, I really wanted nachos. They do have nachos. She's just like, well, go tell the guys like, ah, he probably already has it in. She's like, go get your, and I seriously would not have done it. She got up, went to the server, and said, "Hey, we would actually like to switch that." She's just like Joey. You're a customer. That's what you want. Go get it. But my personality is, I would have just rather eaten the chips and salsa than to inconvenience someone. And that, I mean, I, that's not a good thing. It's, it's not, not healthy good, in my no, opinion. It's, it's not, not healthy. Right. And
0: I think why, there's nothing the wife likes better than when her husband takes care of those situations.
2: Right. Well, you, well I wasn't. Well, blew maybe some. I will take you care actually of me. Blew it.
0: No, I'm just saying in general. I see that when when other men do when they're out and they're the man doesn't want to change. He, he tries to convince his wife or whatever. Like ah, just they already put it in. Whenever I see that, it makes me go realize that no matter what, if my wife wants something different, I'm just going to do it. Oh man. yeah, that's yeah.
2: that's what I'm saying. I would have I would have done it for her. No, but it,
1: but Matt's saying even in that situation, you should have done it because that way, even if they said no. You look you you can just complain about them like you you look like the hero no matter what. I totally yeah, your agree. wife would like that either. I way, totally agree. It, that's what it, I think. It, no matter what, if you fight for something, even if you lose, your wife thinks you're badass. Absolutely, I think I totally agree at with least that. that's the way it seems like that for sure.
0: Now I tell you what, uh, speaking of my wife thinking I'm badass, she likes it when I am clean shaven. She hates it when I'm messy. And the best thing about coming home from tour is getting back to my. Normal bathroom and get to, you know, do my regular grooming stuff, which includes Harry's razors. Now, I'm you know, like I said last time, I'm a paying Harry's customer. I don't get the razors for free. I go online and buy them, and I'm really, really enjoying them.
1: Yeah, the, the thing is, we talked with Harry's, and this is what they're proud of. Uh, for most people, shaving sucks. It's uncomfortable. It causes nicks and razor burns, and I know that's for me. And so this is where Harry's comes in. It was started by two guys who wanted a better product without paying an arm and a leg to get it. And as we all know, razors are so expensive. It's unbelievable. So why do you wanna keep spending so much money and also having to go to the store every week sometimes to get all these new razors? It's silly. Harry's makes their own blades. They're high quality, high performing German blades crafted by shaving experts. Harry's offers a better shave that respects your face and your wallet, no more poor quality blades. Like, I mean, you can get those cheap ones You'll be a bloody mess, trust me. Uh, And here's the other thing. Plus, Harry's has an efficient business model that allows for factory direct pricing at a fraction of the drugstore costs. Not only are the blades half the price of the other big branded blades, they ship for free to your front doorstep. Did you hear what I just said? The starter set is just an awesome deal. For $15, you get a razor, moisturizer, shaving cream, and three razor blades
2: is it not super cool you get to pick the color of your handle it's just kind of neat I know yeah. it maybe sounds silly to other people but I have an orange handle uh, I know
1: I know that's awesome for Clemson
2: baby yep. uh, so why pay $32 for
1: an 8 pack of blades when it's half the price at Harry's half the price on average an everyday shaver saves $150 a year which is a ton of money for whatever you want to spend it on like partying so go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type our coupon code, B-C-P-O-D, that's B-C-P-O-D, with your first purchase. That's harrys.com, which is harry com, and enter coupon code B-C-P-O-D at checkout for $5 off and start shaving better today.
0: Okay, so thank you Toby for that. There's something I wanted to talk about that I wrote down on my note card. First of all, I was impressed that you guys both catch wait, wait, stuff wait. Written you, down. Wait, wait, you
1: write things or you put it in your phone?
0: Oh, no, I write stuff down. I can't I
1: don't I'm terrible with it.
0: I just don't like typing. It's not it's a it's a whole different thing for me. So if there's something that, I'm really strange to I'm
1: not trying to stop you. I want to hear what you have to say, but that is really interesting that you would actually physically take a pen or pencil and write down a note as opposed to just typing in your notepad on, on Yeah, your phone. it's just not that, the same. I keep, I keep, you know,
0: three by five cards and a pen in my pocket. If you find me most of the time, I should have one pretty close to on hand. It's just better for me. That's true. I didn't know that about you. Well... Check me out. Ask me sometime. I'll say, are my pants on? <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> but, well, tell us your story. Um, I was saying that I'm, I'm impressed because Toby said he had stuff written down. I know Joey often does, but I yep. appreciate the preparation by everybody. Um, maybe we could turn the show into four hours if we have enough oh, to talk I'd about. Oh, I'd
1: love it. It'd be my dream. <laughs> okay, but here's, dream, what I wanted, here's what
0: I wanted to talk about a little bit is I wanted to explain something that came up after last week a little bit, and I'm something pretty excited about too, and that is that we had Candace and Katie from Free Sex podcast on last week. I thought the interview was good and everybody seemed to like it. Now, one thing we didn't talk about, and it was very much on purpose, was the fact that Free Sex Podcast is going to be published and partnered with Bad Christian. They're going to yeah. be a podcast that, and some of you guys already know this because you can see it on the website and blah, 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 but we didn't want to talk about it in the interview because we wanted to have it not be promotional in that sense like go check this out or go do this it was just we wanted to hear from them in a more organic way and then some people you know after the interview were you know talking on social media and asking about And a lot of people were looking for their website and we just now put their stuff on our website so you can find it now and they're essentially launching now and it's it's doing well it's already really high on the charts they have an episode out today yeah. their first episode's out right now so you can go listen to it and i am i will ask you to subscribe to it if you like it if not if it's not for you then no big deal at all but it's already blowing up the charts it's going to it's so compelling to me that there's going to be a podcast called free sex that's going to be in the top of itunes charts for christianity it's going to be right beside john piper and andy stanley and (laughs) joyce Meyer. that just tickles me so much because it's so weird when you think about it because these are girls that we know and and they've been podcasting before and they're relaunching now if that makes any sense but um I just think they're so talented and so brave for doing it. And that's just what I think is the most exciting thing is once I got into it and started helping them develop their show, I realized that, oh, not only are they good and talented, but there's nobody that does anything like this. This is the weirdest thing in Christianity. Um, It's the weirdest thing. It's like nobody, like women can't talk like this. Because why? Just because you can't. So yeah. I even, um, it's like a, a, it, all you have in Christianity is a, a pastor and he can talk about sex and he can say orgasm, but a woman can't or it gets weird. Or a pastor can have his wife with him and then he leads everything and is real careful and making sure she doesn't say anything weird or he babies her along. But you don't really see what these girls are doing. I think it's crazy and it's a huge vacuum and it doesn't make any sense. So I think it's weird. I had an email exchange with, with a guy, not even a bad guy or whatever, but it really illustrates did that to me because he was like, but who are these girls? I mean, what are they doing? Like how uh, it got into some weird territory. I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, it's just, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't understand why you'd have them on. And it's this and that. And like, I mean, really, is it just, I mean, his, this is what he said that really illustrates my point. He said something along the lines of, but if it's just girls giggling about hand jobs.'" so that's I mean that's pretty sexist don't you think given that he's he's a fan of and I'm not knocking this guy but if he's a fan of our podcast then he's heard us giggle laugh uh, roll on the floor laughing about penis and vagina hundreds of times yeah but on this case he's worried that it's girls giggling about hand jobs when they're actually (laughs) doing something unique and good and they're a thousand times probably better at speaking and giving probably more practical info than, than we do anyway so it is that is it because it's a turn on? Is that what it is? Like what? Why why can't we do? Is it, is it people getting turned on listening to girls talk about? I, I do orgasms? think that'll be a
2: problem to some people. Honestly, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think
1: I, some people should not listen to this because they can't control themselves. Right. But For I
0: mean, sure. it, what, what about that bias against women and in Christianity and about sexuality? What does that
1: say? That. Men are shitty. <laughs> That's
2: what I would say. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole reason why there has to be little rules. We talked about this before, like not being with a girl uh, just in, in a car together. The whole reason those rules or unsaid rules exist because guys are horrible. I mean, guys are not trustworthy. So you
0: would tell a woman since guys are horrible, Toby, you can make penis jokes, but Katie, you cannot.
1: No, 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 no. I, yeah, I, no, I, I think she can. I just think some people shouldn't listen to it. Sure. That's fine, but aside from that point, as far as... Some people the, shouldn't listen to our podcast sure. either, but I mean, I think anybody should be free to say what they want to say. It's a touchy s- subject because some people can't control themselves and will be shitty about but that's it. that's not their responsibility. No, no, no. No, they, they should definitely do the podcast, and the podcast is good. The majority of people will be totally fine with it. So I'm just saying in general... Uh, Yeah. But
0: but what I'm interested in is not cautioning
1: people about that content, but right. What's with this giant vacuum
0: that nobody else would do this? I mean, don't you think it's crazy? This podcast aside, I mean, what kind of world do you want your daughter to be in where women can't do that kind of stuff? And you can,
1: I I totally, I don't want, I don't want people to be in that world. And, And here's what I think. I actually believe that everybody has a right to say what they think and they believe, and then we should be able to look at it rationally. And I, I, what I really dislike is that people, they're, they're, they're potentially pastors or, or religious. Uh, folks who will condemn podcasts like this because they don't even want to listen to it because they're probably hiding something yeah. or they're probably scared that what, what does this mean that I can talk freely about sex, and then that means you're going to infiltrate oh where I'm weak or what, what, you know, what I'm doing wrong. So I think the open, honest conversation that these ladies have is really needed, and honestly it's, it's great. I what mean, about: I, I Don't look. you
0: think like it's weird that probably 90 percent of all Christian teaching on sex probably comes from a 65 year old white man. Right You know what I mean Isn't that a little weird
1: I mean if we're getting All of our history And science And sexual education From some Middle aged white man Preaching That's kind of (laughs) dangerous <laughs> but I mean, it's just from the top down the way they
0: the way that our society and I you know I I can easily be labeled in the sexist category for right. many of my views, of course. I've but it's that weird that times. that the carefulness of of Christianity actually what does it say? It just feels like it says something really weird to women to me. Is what I'm saying? Like just yeah, just don't. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. you got to be careful, so just don't. That's what I that's what I feel. I didn't even realize that until I started working on this podcast. Like oh yeah. It does seem inappropriate because only because nobody else is doing it, not because it's inappropriate. That's insane.
2: What well, What I think is crazy is how we're changing the culture of Christian podcasts because we have Bad Christian, now Free Sex, and soon to come is easy stealing, justified lying, and yep. uplifting violence. Right. All three new podcasts that, was, that are coming <laughs> the up, new so, line. So it's just going to look differently on on Christian podcasts. That was pretty good specific
0: uh, improvisation there, Joey. That was good. <laughs>
2: Say the names of
0: those again. Justified violence.
2: We have easy stealing, justified <laughs> lying, and uplifting violence. Uplifting easy
0: violence. I like it. Easy stealing. <laughs> All
1: right, that's enough about the sex talk. But uh, we are excited excited about free sex podcast. Check it out. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our guest. This is going to be fun. Our guest
0: today is Mike Vogel, and he's a Hollywood actor. So imagine we'll talk about Hollywood stuff. He's star. He's the star main guy on the show. Under the Dome. So we're pretty excited about this interview because I, I watch the show. I think it's awesome. I think it's very cool. And we've never talked to a proper Hollywood type. So uh, yeah, I don't know if our audience cares about that kind of stuff or not, or if they just want to hear the only lead singers of hardcore bands on our podcast. But hey, Hollywood people, that's our, that's our, that's our edge into getting in the entertainment business. Isn't that what you want to do, Toby?
1: Yes, I do. You want to go into acting? That would be my dream. Acting and, uh, you know, uh, writing scripts for films would be my dream. So hopefully that after this interview, I will have a job.
0: Yeah, we'll try to hit him up for a job by the time, uh, by by the interviews end. So pay attention for that. All right, we'll be right back with Mike Vogel. Perfect. Okay, this new song that you're about to listen to right now is from The Ongoing Concept. And it rocks. It really does. Their new album, Handmade, was literally handmade by the band themselves. They built their own instruments, recorded, mixed, and mastered everything. And that's pretty crazy. That's a lot more DIY than, than even we are, because I ain't making no instruments myself, that's for sure. But not only that, they filmed and made a music video from a set that they made entirely by hand. In fact, they have a new album coming out June 16th called Handmade. So let's check out one of their songs from that album called Unwanted. that was unwanted by the ongoing concept the brand new album hits the shelves on june 16th now let me tell you these guys have some sick pre-order options including t-shirts instant downloads handmade photo books so visit solidstate.merchline.com to pick up a comprehensive pre-order pack during june and july they'll also be on tour with day seekers Make sure you grab tickets to a show near you. Again, that was unwanted by the ongoing concept. Visit solidstate.merchline.com today. Well, this next sponsor spot truly is a pleasure because it, you know, has a little something to do with Emory. As I said earlier... Emery is going to be on tour with the one and only As Cities Burn. As Cities Burn is back. They're going to be playing some shows from all the way across the southeast to the west coast. You can go to ascitiesburn.net to check out the tickets. And the most exciting thing they got over there is a new song. So maybe you didn't know that. As Cities Burn has a new song. So let's hear a little bit of it right now. It's
2: right outside, fishing there's a shortcoming to it it's just a matter of time I'm feeling my days a shortcoming to it
0: Yeah, so you might be asking yourself, is that TJ screaming? Is TJ back? Yes, TJ's back. He's on the song. He's on this tour. New Orleans, Dallas, San Antonio, Mesa, Arizona, Los Angeles, San Diego, Anaheim, Orangevale, and San Francisco. You can get your tickets and special VIP packages right now at ascitiesburn.net. There's special t-shirts for every show. There's special posters for every show and you get early entry into the venue to see the show. It's money goes straight to the band. So go to ascitiesburn.net. buy tickets right now or you could just if you live anywhere else in the country, they have t-shirts for sale now. They have a web store. you can buy their t-shirt anywhere. But this tour, like I said, is As Cities Burn, Emory Listener and Foreign Sun. So go to As Cities Burn right now, check it out. I'll see you there in the pit every night. So you guys are in the middle of shooting right now.
3: Yeah, we literally we started on Wednesday, um, so uh, it's we're, we're 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 back into the fray.
0: Does Under the Dome shoots in Wilmington?
3: Yeah, we do. We oh, do. that's awesome.
0: I'm a, I'm yeah, actually a really big fan of the show. I watch it. My, my wife and I watch it all the time. But I didn't even, I didn't oh, know awesome. that it was, I didn't know that it was in Wilmington.
3: Yeah, we uh, uh, they lost their tax credit this year, so we're literally the only show left here. We were grandfathered in, um, oh. but uh, yeah, man, really, it's just been a really, a really cool time and uh, a really great opportunity. So is here. Wilmington so, like
0: losing like all its shows and all the filming is gonna le- is gonna go away from there now?
3: Yeah, they've lost all of it. Um, No way. It's like the Hollywood
1: of the South, they
3: used to call it. Well, it was, but Atlanta has, Atlanta is a hot, more stuff shoots in Atlanta right now than shoots in Los Angeles. Um, No way. And we were actually going to move to Atlanta this year, and I was, secretly I had my fingers crossed, because it's a, I mean, it's a three hour, three and a half hour drive from Nashville to Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I could have kept my girls in school and uh, not yanked the family around, but uh, just, just wasn't in the cards so
1: we actually used to our our, uh, Matt and I's uh, girlfriends back in college actually moved to Wilmington to start to start a like try to be at Professional actors and actresses. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They moved there and, and they did several stuff. But that was like, what, is it Screen Gems? It screen that Gems. With, that's right.
3: Yeah. Like Eue Screen Gems. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was a it it was bumping down here for a yeah. while. You had Dawson's Creek. You had yeah. almost every film. You know, tons of films coming here. One Tree
1: Hill.
0: One, one
3: Tree <laughs> Hill. You guys were big fans of that. I can yeah. tell. Oh man, love tell. every
1: episode <laughs>
3: couldn't couldn't miss it. I,
1: I have the t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> so that's crazy that it's shut down. so so much because it's such a cool town. Actually, so so under the dome will finish there. You're you're the last show. Like I mean, you'll record the entire series there, or will it? Will it yeah, I mean, we,
3: we, 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 I'm sure we'll finish here, Uh and, and I'm sure they'll get their tax incentive back. That's. I mean, New York has lost its tax incentive. I don't know how many times. It's always. You know, it comes and goes, it's political, it's not mm-hmm. political. it's there's all kinds of things that I don't understand, but I they'll get it back just because they've they've got the infrastructure here to do a lot of great stuff. They've got a lot of great locations. and it's a it's a wonderfully film friendly town. Um, with great crews, so it, it, the, it'll come back. It'll come back. It's just uh, you know, right now and probably for this year, it'll it'll just be us. Well, Mike, now let, are you let, a
1: southerner by by birth, or, or where where are you from?
3: I, I, ra- actually, I think I was born in the wrong place. I was <laughs> I, I was born a Yankee. Uh, oh, no, I, I, don't hate don't hate me. Uh, I was born outside of Philadelphia and raised there. Um, I was in. Um, LA for 12 years and you know now we're down south and I'll die in the south uh, I, I, I just I love it and, uh, and my wife's a, my, my wife's a southern girl and so we that, that's that's where we belong and and, and we love it well so, I'm glad to know. hear
0: that that is awesome so Mike uh, I want to let our listeners understand how we got hooked up and, and everything here so Mike is on uh, is a you know a actor and in the, the in movies and TVs on the show under the dome. It's the Stephen King. Uh, it's the Stephen King book originally. It's on. Uh, we watch it on that. What network is it on? We watch it on Amazon.
3: Yeah, it's CBS.
0: CBS. CBS. Yeah, CBS is under the dome. And uh, at some point along the line, you emailed us or had heard of who who we were, and somebody said, "Hey, Mike Mike Vogel from that show. He knows who you guys are and would want yeah, to talk to you guys."
2: Real, real quick, Matt. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Sisterhood of the Traveling uh-huh. Pants, The Help. That's a super awesome movie. Cloverfield. So. Mike Fogle, hey. So this, what you know, what this means is, bad Christian is moving on up. We, we that's right. <laughs> high
0: class,
3: I high mean, class.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw some of the emails back and forth. I know you talked to Toby, but I just was curious from your point of view. How did you hear about us, and how did we get hooked up from from your point of view? If you wouldn't mind.
3: I, yeah. If if I remember, uh, my buddy Ryan Smith, who's actually uh, Michael W.'s son. Um, oh wow. Uh, you know, we we're always kind of looking for for guys that are doing just honest, uh, cutting edge, uh, you know, kind of kind of just telling it like it is type of stuff. Um, we kind of come from that viewpoint in our in our how we enjoy filmmaking and entertainment. Uh, and and love to see it in this medium as well. And I think I think he's the one that actually said, "Hey, you should check these guys out." And before I knew it, I was, you know, my wife was knocking on the door. Your son, your son's about to hurt himself. Yeah, yeah, honey, hold on, hold on. I'm listening to these guys. Just give me five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, so it was. Uh, that's pretty much how it went down. And I and then I had to, you know, I found out a way to email you guys. I was like, "Yo, I just I love what you guys are doing. It's really speaking to me, and I'm sure speaking to lots of other people." So. Well, that's. True tremendously cool, exciting really to me because yeah, yeah. i already
0: was listening to the really show is. before you before you reached out to us in, in the first place and then so the guy that i'm watching on the show you know we're, it was right it was kind of during when I, we were still watching the beginning of it and you come on the show and you're you know you come on you're like a, a hit man a bad guy on the show and everything <laughs> and then but not really you're actually the, the good guy on the show as it turns out right. but the um but then we find out you're a Christian. So I guess that's what yeah. we would like to talk about. We have, we've been in the music business. There's Christian music business. We have so many thoughts and opinions on that. But we don't really know anything yeah. about Hollywood or the movies and TV and, and Christianity. Is that, it, yeah. do you, are, t- can you tell us about that? Is that a normal thing that you're an evangelical or a born again kind of person in Hollywood? Or how does that work?
3: Man, I, you know, I would say that there's probably a lot more out there of us. Than you would think. Um, Hmm. It's interesting. You know, a little of my background. I was I was raised in a you know initially a very strict Christian home, Um, and. Uh, was going to go to the Air Force Academy. I, acting was not even on the, r- the radar for me. Wow. And I, I still remember the day I decided I was going to act, and I, was, I, I grew up plumbing with my dad, and I was changing a woman's toilet in, uh, in, uh, that went to our church, and she said, so you're going to take over your dad's business? And I said, uh, no, ma'am, I'm, I, I think I'm actually going to be an actor. And she goes, oh, well, how are you going to do that and be a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> and, She's um,
1: dead serious too. Oh, yeah. uh,
3: as a heart attack, and um, and that was kind. That's kind of been the mindset that I set out I, very early on in my career. I, I kind of made peace with the fact that all right, Lord, I'm doing what I'm doing, not for the choir. Uh, uh, yeah. th- they they. They'll always, you know. Listen, the fireproofs and all the they they have their they have their place um, in the church and to the church and, and all of those. But let's be honest, uh, Joe Joe and Jane Doe out there that 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 are not into the church going experience are not watching those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And, and a lot of people in the church are not watching those movies, and so for me it was very much uh, it it all changed for me. I remember when I read Wild at Heart, uh, uh, John Eldridge's book, and when I, I I saw this guy talking about Braveheart and Gladiator as examples of Christian messages in a film, and it rocked my world. I was like, you how I, I, how how? But you started to see how. The story of a a savior, one who comes to fight for his people and save, without Hollywood even knowing it, um, is kind of interwoven into so many different things. Yeah, um, and that became that became my sort of my driving force in all this is is going, you know. I, the experiences and and celebrities and actors that I've worked with and crew members that I've worked with that would never hear the gospel otherwise. Uh, And and people may look at me and say, hey, man, well, then why did you do this? Or what about this one? Well, was this one glorifying? I, I don't have answers to all of that except to say that every film, every show, everything that I do, I put up before God and say... I'm living in a very a very gray world where I can't open up the Bible and and look at this and that. This verse says, "Thou shalt not do blue Valentine," or "Thou shalt not do the help." Uh, it's kind of open to. I, I look at each project I do as, "All right, Lord, you've got someone for me to go to." There, there's someone, and without fail, every project that I've done, there's someone that needed to hear the gospel. Or there's another Christian that needed encouraging, that needed uh, mm-hmm. that needed that push forward. In um, and, and it blows my mind every time.
0: Well, here's what I'm dying to know, though: Is it covert? Like, do you have to hide it? Do other people like? Is it? Is it? You don't want to be tagged as that Christian guy, right? So, how does your agent? That's what. I, that's what I'm really I, curious about.
3: In the beginning, it was. Uh, it was tough. Because, because you're low man on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but I think God was testing me in that. Will you be, will you be real? Will you be who you are in me when you're on set, when you're with? Now, I've seen a lot of people come onto these sets that are just banging Bibles over people's heads. And I don't think that's it either. I think People are... Who,
1: like Gary Busey?
3: Uh, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, if you can understand him. Um, uh, I, I, what I have found is that... And I've been, I mean, I've been called out in front of... By another actress in front of, you know, a 1,000-person crew uh, in, in a cafeteria setting for my faith. Um, no way. But every time... It leads to something else, and if I named some of the names that it led to, your jaw would hit the floor. So it's like God. I think if you're doing it from an honest place, people people are searching, people are looking, and I think I think it was Tim Keller I heard say one time: "Truth is interesting because." We're so everyone is so interested in guarding their little segment of the universe, their little segment of what they call truth. And and I've looked at it and said, I believe that what I believe is absolute truth. And if it's truth, then nothing else that anyone else says, that anyone else brings against it, is going to be able to knock it down. So what do I have to be afraid of about what they're saying? I I don't need to be. I, I don't need to be offended. I don't need to be worried. And I think that's what people worry most about is that that either something I'm going to say is going to challenge their truth in such a way that it one of two things will happen, either it will make you, it will reinforce what you already believe, or it will make you look at what you believe and go, hmm, uh, I don't have an answer for that, and I need to rethink that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe that that will ever happen with what I believe. And so when you when you kind of bring truth to people in that light, that I'm not here. To win a truth battle with you, I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe is truth. Both of us can't be right, but we definitely don't have to fight about it. Let's just talk. Um, yeah. And in that in that sense of things, and much like what you guys do on, on this show, you know, when you when you come at it from that that point, people get more interested than they do get than they get their hackles up.
1: Uh, absolutely. Well, what I think is cool too is. You're not on the set every day being Kirk Cameron, you know, like, Hey, this picture had a painter. Let me tell you about Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I I don't think like what's really cool is you're at your job. So Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like, like you really are perfecting your craft, trying to do a great job, just like a million Christians out there, and not every day does the plumber go say, hey, by the way, I fixed your toilet, but let me tell you about my friend Jesus. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Right, right. (laughs) That's not real. And and so I, I think it's really awesome that, You get to be a Christian in that environment, even if you don't say anything, you know what I mean? Because you're right. I'm sure at some point it just comes up and that's natural and real. That's the
3: thing. I mean, I, you know, I was just in, and we talked about, you know, I was just in Australia for three weeks or three, yeah, three weeks, three months doing a, doing a show there. And it was interesting on two fronts. One, uh, uh, the book was this book called Childhood's End I don't know if you guys are sci-fi freaks at all there's uh, th- that movie Space Odyssey 2001 yeah. was was written by a guy named Arthur C. Clarke who wrote yeah. this book called Childhood's End which has been they've tried to make for 50 years but they've never made it because it was so blasphemous because it basically talks about the end of faith the end of religion um, and this group called the Overlords comes down and kind of overtakes mankind What's interesting is that they present when they present themselves they, they are in person they look like the devil um, but what's interesting is in the story it says it says the, the overlords or the devil says there is one over top of us called the overmind um, who basically we are sentenced to going through eternity." looking at all these other worlds in the universe and kind of taking them through their paces, but we never get to go where they are. And it's interesting that this led to so many conversations with the producers, with the writer, with all, of just getting to share my faith and getting yeah. them to kind of engage. Because while Arthur C. Clarke set out to kind of dis- disprove faith, the vehicle that he used was the biblical narrative. Yeah. Was, was you know, let's, yes, we've hell, the lake of fire, all those things, absolutely. But let's say for a second, you know, I've heard it described that hell is, hell in and of itself could be eternity separated from the glory, the majesty, and the incredibleness of heaven. Even if it was that, he's telling that very story of, you know, Satan not being able to ever go where the Overmind or God is, and just using that narrative uh, that was meant to to be used, uh, you know, to disprove this thing, it proved it. And we had multiple nights uh, of good whiskey and great great debate over mm-hmm. um, over over the the gospel story. Um, and it's just stuff like that that you never know where it's going to lead, and it, it it inevitably goes there without having to try.
2: Yeah, uh, that,
1: that that's so awesome because it just naturally happened. Like the gospel, like you just said earlier, the gospel story is true. Like yeah. it, like we believe in that, and it actually infiltrates everything. So why would you force it? Let it happen naturally. And those people engage in conversation because go, oh well, yeah, I can talk about this because this what you know it it was just really natural.
2: Yeah. 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 Mike Mike, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as being a part of Hollywood and all that mm-hmm. stuff and uh I just want you to know in this interview we're all just like, man, Mike is is cool. We're not trying to back you up in the corner. I'm really curious like yeah, yeah. when you are asked Maybe and I, I'm not familiar with the uh, was it in the dome? I don't think in the dome. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I've watched your movies and all that stuff. Are you ever? <laughs> hey, nice research, Joey. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. This is, this is, yeah, <laughs> and you're killing it. <laughs> I, I, I actually haven't pulled up on Wikipedia. Okay, I just said it wrong. In but the it- dome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know the in the dome show. Come on, and, man.
2: Anyway, there, like are, stupid. Are you <laughs> ever? Are you ever asked? like to do a sex scene or have you ever made out with another girl beside your wife or if you are asked to do something that in your mind is like oh man I don't know if I should do that like are you ever in those sorts of situations
3: yeah I I absolutely have um and it's I'll be the first to admit especially early on there were uh there were times where I may have I, I may have Done more than I wanted to because I was very young and figuring it out, yeah. uh, uh, what all this is, and 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 I still don't one hundred percent have have an answer except to say that I know, you know, the line that I've set is between my wife and I. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, that, and this is always that tough question that you know I've searched. I've searched high and low for – and every P.S., every Christian that I've met in Hollywood will tell you the same thing, that there's been some projects that they've said no to that were uh, less risque because they felt God wanted them to say no to that one than the other one that they said yes to because for some reason they felt the Holy Spirit lead them, that they were supposed to be there, yeah, and that's not using that as an excuse to for that thing, um, it, it's just it, 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 that's that's how they're picking their projects. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's a, it's a line that that my wife and I have set up that that I won't cross. Um, yeah. uh, it, it, there will be no bits touching other bits of any kind. Um, you know, uh, uh, gratuitous gratuitous scenes that serve absolutely zero story point. I have nothing to do with, and that that happens all the time and there's been inevitably every time a director tries to push you further and further and further in something, and that's you know you 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 put the foot down and you know I've come to a point where it, it, it's interesting my wife trying to i'd be lying if I said my wife is okay with it, I never want her to be okay with me kissing another. Woman, right. because it's not—it's not okay. It's never something to be a hundred percent okay with. Although, it, it, if there's any way to describe it to anyone, you know, I've I've got a lot of friends that that I grew up with that are not in the industry that don't understand. Oh, bro, man, you must—you've just got the dream, man. It's like it's <laughs> le, it's legal cheating. I mean, you are just—it's <laughs> incredible and and I welcome them and say you know what I want you guys to come to set with me one day when I have to kiss a woman or I have to make out with with a woman on camera I want you to see how how exciting it is and when there is 300 people on the other side of that camera staring at you you've just met this girl uh, two days before that and you have a director yelling at you okay, now turn your head a little more to this su- no, 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 you're shadowing her now you're blocking her light less tongue, more tongue no, none of that, none of that there is nothing enjoyable or uh, there, there's nothing about it Absolutely, that is yeah. uh, and 90% of people out there will go, whatever dude I, whatever you say, I don't believe you other than to say that you talk to almost any actor they all say the same thing it's the most uncomfortable thing we have to do yeah. and it has never been enjoyable it's well, never it's there is an absolute barrier between what you have in real life with someone and what's happening on that set now of course that's up for uh, you know if there's two single people who knows what goes beyond what happens on set but on set it's the most uncomfortable uh, place for something like that to happen. Do you well, think the, I would
1: think it was it was like uh, you know the, the exact same as somebody saying, "Oh man, you actually really were sad when Timmy died in that movie." You yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. like you. Right. Oh my gosh, you're you know your child's gonna be really yeah. mad at you because you were crying and and saying, you know, it's your job. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Like that. That's what I think. I, I do believe that people don't understand what it means Jobs. to be an actor or in entertainment or I really don't think, I really do believe that they think, Oh, well you have, you're in front of people. So you have to do this. And that, that, yeah. that and that's about as far as they take it and they don't understand how much goes into it. And yeah, I, I mean, I think it would be really uncomfortable.
3: You know? I mean, that, that can't be just, like fun. It's just awkward. It's not fun. And, and it, inevitably the conversation always goes to, what do we do for a living again? How is this? What, what, yeah. It's, it's so weird. And then it's like every everyone goes back to their lives and their wives and their husbands or their boyfriends and their girlfriends. And, you know, my love interest on the show, we're, my wife and I are best friends, really good friends with her and her fiance. Her and I have to kiss a lot. But there is... I, I can't describe it except other than to say that it's like going up and shaking someone's hand. Yeah. When I shake my hand and meet you and say, "Hey, how you doing, Mike Vogel? Pleasure to meet you." It's I, that's about as much feeling as there is in any of it. Do you well, think, I would think st- too?
1: It's also because you're in love with your wife and you're thinking. I, I mean, it, 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 it's not like you're a guy looking for that and going, "Oh, I'm just going to live it up and do whatever I want." And this is it. you're not thinking of it that way. You're actually thinking of it as a job and, and to improve your. So and, do you well, get?
2: Do you get flack from Christians about this very thing that we're talking about? or Are you not rubbing shoulders with or your family? Of folks? Does your family, folks? Your family handle
3: it okay? Well, ab- absolutely, there's 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 flack from it. Uh, again, I-, I go back to listen. God is my judge, and if if I feel that if at my spirit, I-, I want Him to absolutely annihilate me if I'm stepping out of place. I don't ever want to live in that place. Um, and I don't ever want to do anything in my career or my job to satisfy man. But there's plenty of people that would that would and that have lit me you know lit me up for for what they say. You know, my wife has a lot of friends, again, not in the industry. And the times when things get where her and I have had to where I've had to, to, to really just sit and kind of talk her off a ledge, which I get it. And so she'll have, she'll have friends come to her. I don't know how you do it. I mean, you, you know, your, your husband doing what he, how do you not get, how do you, and, and it, it does get to her a bit because she's fine until people start questioning it and start coming in and yeah, chirping it. in her ear. And then it inevitably always leads us to a deeper place of trust, a deeper place of, I have never violated her trust.
1: That, that's the thing that I think that is the hypocrisy of Christianity is all the movies that you make, people love them. <laughs> we're, right. we're, you know, there are people that love them, and they are Christians and non-Christians. And so those Christians, like for the for Christians right. to go, don't make that movie because of your faith. That just is such a... Terrible blanket statement that doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything. It's just it's what they're saying. But if they were in your shoes, they probably would do it. Yeah. So well, that's but, what that's what makes me lose my mind.
3: Well, but not even that. I, I I think we've just got. Here's the thing. We've we've steered youth and artists away from filmmaking for so long. Or if they go there, we've yeah. told them that it has to be made this way for totally. the church. To I remember, we, my, I did a movie a couple years ago on my buddies, my buddy's life, and his life is um, he just an unbelievable life. I mean, a, a a a larger than life, unbelievable story, and there was like, there was a shit in there, and he sat down and met with. Certain key figures in the church, because he wanted it it, it. it it has a real life, honest look at his life and the things that he struggled with in his More faith. To be watching his parents killed in front of him, his sister raped in front of him, uh, going on to become a special forces soldier, a senator, a state senator, and all the while wrestling with faith. And there was a, and eventually meeting face to face with his parents' killer in Oklahoma State Prison and forgiving them, forgiving him. He initially went in there not knowing if he was going to kill the guy and was able, in a tear-filled session, forgave the guy right to his face. And there was a shit in the, in the movie. and Like literally or the word? The word. The no. word. <laughs> <laughs> Both. And. Um, um, but the word was in there. And... This very large sect of the Christian Church was not going to back it or support support it unless that was removed. Oh, and I just my. looked at that and said, "Guys, it's it's we're we're getting it all wrong. You're yeah. getting it. I think C.S. Lewis would say the same thing. You're, we're focusing on all the stuff that that just you're not getting it. We serve." The God of the universe, the ultimate artist, the ultimate creator. And we should be putting out better stuff than they're putting out. Totally. Because because of the talent and the gifts that he's given us, we should be toe-to-toe. I, I look at a movie like The Passion. For me, The Passion is the ultimate example. No one can look at that movie. You may disagree with the message of it, and that's okay. But as a film, standalone as a film, it is well made. It's visually stunning. It's well acted, and you you it will go toe to toe with with other films out there.
1: You know what? That is such a good point. We we actually had David Crowder on the on the podcast, but uh, he he said this, and it really just rang true to me. The church used to be known for the art it created. Yes. You know yes. I mean, like, that that's what the church was about. Like, I mean, they would support art and music and all this amazing Science. stuff. And yeah. now we have just terrible art. Like, I mean, it's just it's somebody that paints Jesus upside down. He flips the picture, yeah. you know, and everybody goes, Yay, man, he painted Jesus. I'm just like, come on. Yeah. Can't <laughs> yeah. we do something else? I mean, just eat it. Can't we? I mean, in this world with the internet and being creative and entrepreneurial and all this stuff, can't you not just do the this, the same things over and over and over it's, it's really frustrating to me yeah.
3: but I think it's coming I, I, I think I think people are are waking up and and there's a lot of a lot of guys out there that are starting to to, to put to push the envelope and yeah. I, I, I like to think that that it changes because you, when you control the voice or at least have a voice out there and what's going out there to the masses that's it. That that that's what gets. That's that's where the megaphone is, and like I've said, I mean, we are commanded to excellence. We're commanded to do to, to play the best serial killer, if you will, that I possibly can. The to, to, to do the best job at creating this character or that character. That's that's my job, yeah. and also to 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 bring God's will on earth as it is in heaven. It's those. T- it's that. And 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 so if we're not, if we're just phoning in something that that the church can get behind and go rah rah rah. That's it's great because it says Jesus in it. I remember my God. I remember sitting with uh uh with, with my with my mother in law one night and we were going back and forth on the channel watching between Fireproof and The Apostle. Fireproof and The Apostle with Robert Duvall. Fireproof, The Apostle. Fireproof, The Apostle. And I I turned to her and I said, we got into an argument about it, but I said, The Apostle (laughs) Apostle is ten times the evangelical movie to me that Fireproof is. Because I'm seeing a real man wrestle with faith Wrestle with issues that you know you deal with, and you deal with, and you deal with, that we all deal with, and having to confront those things. And again, this comes back to the truth argument. If we believe that truth is truth, we all deal with struggles, we all deal with things, but God's truth comes in and invades that and knocks it down. So that's
0: really just insecurity is what we're talking about. People are insecure, and they yeah. think you have to make this, do that, or do that. So you know, that, that and that, and instead of just leave something and, and, and trust God to do it. Rightly,
3: really. yeah, yeah, a- a- and not be afraid of not be afraid of putting an honest message out there.
0: Mike, do you uh, think that giving an interview uh, like this and talking about this stuff openly harms your career? Any has a downside to it? No,
3: not at all. Not at all. I mean. Uh, 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 you know again i'm also not i'm also not brad pitt uh so <laughs> so i couldn't you know but but i think i think when people are and, and if it does whatever i mean so be it. i i think i'm here only I, i'm here as long as god lets me be here mm-hmm. um yeah. and, and and it only takes i i still shake my head every time i go into an audition room and see how many names are on that list, and how many people are up for this or up for that, and yet I keep working. Uh, I can only look at that and say, yes, it's because I work hard at what I do, but I believe God is putting me in places where He wants me to be like with and, Dwight
0: Yoakam working on a Stephen King series for instance <laughs>
3: that's, that's <laughs> can, right what that's can you right. tell us about I mean, Dwight Yoakam because
0: he's it. just he's like him and Slingblade oh. is my favorite role of all time is him being Doyle Hargraves and Slingblade and now he's on he's on Dude, the, he's yeah. all under the dome with you I think he's great in that but what's it like we're working with him
3: he's he's unbelievable i'm a massive country nut so i i literally sit there like a kid panting listening listening to uh it's hard to take him serious sometimes and i think he paints his jeans on uh (laughs) but 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 he i mean it's interesting because his his i think who he as is as a person and who he is as an you know as a music artist and as an actor two completely different people uh He told me a story one time that I think kind of personifies uh, exactly what I'm talking about. He said one night he found himself back in Bob Dylan's apartment um, and and Bob picked up a a guitar and started singing. And he said he crooned out the most incredible, beautiful, on-key song, that on-pitch song that he's ever heard. And Dwight said, I turned to Bob and I was like, Bob. What, who was that guy? What was that? And Bob goes, "It's not my thing, man. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not how they know me. You know, it's it's not how they know me. They know. They, they like. They like that. The, the character that they know is Bob Dylan, uh, and and that's you know, Dwight has his music persona and he's got who he is as an actor and he's a really interesting cat.
2: Mike, some of the questions that I get a lot of flack for, like, do you have someone that you consider?" Maybe like the greatest actor of all time. Do you have a favorite movie, a favorite actor that's or actress that's in the business right now? Like, who are some of your and like if you got to meet them faves?
3: (laughs) Um, I still, I I mean, one of my, I mean, my favorite movie. I've got two favorite movies. One would be Kelly's Heroes, uh, and I got to work with one of the actors from Kelly's Heroes a couple years ago, and I said. You know, only only in Hollywood do you do you grow up as a kid idolizing something and a person, only to have your dreams shattered in reality of who that person really is. Um, oh wow! Uh, so you know that that was one of the letdowns. Braveheart, one of my favorite movies ever, um, and I think actors that I've worked with, I have to say, Kurt Russell. Um, Oh man. One uh, he is as a man. Amazing. He, they just uh, they don't they don't they call him the blue collar movie star and he they don't make movie stars like that anymore. He's he's a a dude's dude, a man's man. He tells it like it is. Um and he's an inc- just an incredible leader. He 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 remembers a name from 40 years ago. Um, and gives incredible attention to people, but he also knows when to put his foot down and say, okay, no more. Uh, so that was one of the most, uh, one of the greatest experiences I think what I've had. What'd you do with had. Kurt Russell? Uh, we did this movie called, uh, Poseidon. So we spent six months in a water tank, uh, on a, a cruise ship that had flipped over, um, uh, doing a movie about that. Uh, and, uh. I love that movie. Yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. Are we all
2: experience. in agreement that Breakdown is one of the kick-ass
3: <laughs> movies in the oh, whole world? Oh my god! Escape that from movie. L.A. Come on, Mike. Now. Mike I'm looking. I'm,
1: I, I know this is crazy, but I mean, you have been in so many movies. I can't believe it. Like, like Poseidon. I really do like that. Like, I, 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 the calm I down re- now. Easy, well, Easy. <laughs> I didn't realize you were in all these movies like uh The Deaths of Ian Stone. I I loved that movie. <laughs> it's it, you were the one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually really did think that was really a, a really pretty cool movie.
3: Oh, I like, it's 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 interesting because I I you know there's times from a human standpoint. There's times where you step back and look at your career and go, "Man, why am I not here? Why am I not this? Why am I not and I kind of love that I've been able to do I mean I've done a lot of stuff over the years and I've kept working and I've been able to fly under the radar which which maybe which maybe has allowed me to continue spreading the message that I spread and talking to I mean guys it's unbelievable yeah. almost the whole cast from under the dome comes to church here with me uh, yeah, it's, so cool. it's it's and it started from debating with me and my co-stars who were atheists to now they come to church here and they've got it started with them wanting to sleep with the drummer in the worship band and and now they're standing there with their their arms raised in the air praising praising Jesus like it's it's incredible and yeah. and I think that you know maybe 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 if I was more or something else or that maybe I Maybe it would be harder, or maybe it's just not the time. I don't know, but uh, I'm happy with the career that I've had, the opportunities that I've had. Uh, you know, my wife and I had an amazing, an amazing night in Europe with Kurt and Goldie, getting to witness to them. Like it was just. There's been so many awesome, awesome experiences that I may not have had otherwise. See um, when
2: those when those types of things happen, you. I mean when when people critique and criticize what you do you've got to have a feeling of I don't give a shit what you think no. because I'm seeing firsthand what God is using me for. I mean there's yeah. just no way you don't think that.
3: No, I, and, and 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 certainly that voice comes in once in a while and you go hey, you know maybe they're right. Maybe right. I just need to go back and be a plumber and yeah. uh and, and and give it all up but I I think if that day comes and I think Again, if I'm constantly laying this down at God's feet and saying, hey, listen, I don't want to do any more harm than what's already been done and what's being done uh, even by the church. That's not what I want, and and take me out of this if if I'm not lining up with where you want me. I'm still here.
2: Did you think you've made any mistakes in Hollywood? Like done a scene that you shouldn't have done? I think you've alluded to that. I mean, yeah, I'm sure.
3: Any? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I have. And I, you know, I would, I can, you know, I can think of maybe one or two that, 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 that I've, that I've, that I might have thought twice about. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that P.S., other, other Christian actor buddies of mine who I respect deeply have said, Mike, no. No, it 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 you it needed to happen. It served a purpose. It yeah. was a it, don't don't lose any sleep over that. But I but I do, and and what that is and where that is I, I I don't know. All I know is that I just in anything we're going to make mistakes. The problem is is that when I make a mistake, it's lived out in front of millions right. of viewers, right. um, and I. All I can do is 100% of the... I've never never done a scene that I question out of being ashamed of the gospel. Being ashamed of saying, hey guys, uh, uh, I'm a Christian and I don't think I should be doing that scene so I'm not going to do it. It's never been because of that. It's because I I did it going, "Eh, I see the story point here. I see the sense that it makes i don't know i don't know yeah. i don't know i don't know and i wrestled with it i did it and again i'm still here and i've i very it very well may have been a mistake and 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 maybe i take one on the chin <laughs> you know well i don't uh,
1: think people understand that either because you're right because you live it out on the screen and all all people do is just watch it you know yeah. what i mean they, they don't get to see your decisions behind that just like i mean you could i mean just like a scene, you can make a mistake in choosing a movie that doesn't do that well financially right. for you, or you know, I mean, right. all these things. Like, I mean, all that stuff can affect your family and your, you know, your wife, your kids, yeah. all that stuff. So it's not just that, and and so I'm just here to say, man, I I, I actually just really appreciate that you just want to do stuff and try hard and and work, and, and the work honors God, and sometimes the work, my my work, sometimes. Gets the best of me, and I don't. I don't do the best. So I, I do really appreciate you being open and honest about that. Because I mean, that, that that has to be tough. Where you're, it's lived out in front of people, and you, then you have to wrestle with. Well, you know, maybe I maybe I could have done it that differently or whatever. But the, the the truth is, so many people. Oh yeah, most people make decisions because you have to, and then you live with it, and, and then you just figure it out. That's called being a human. And so yeah. I do. I do appreciate that that you are doing that and trying and experimenting and pushing yourself to limits and seeing what works and what doesn't. And that's, that's just real life for sure. And, and, and,
3: and, and the truth is, is like you said, all of us are, are, are in those situations, uh, a, a million times a day. It's just that, you know, unfortunately when I, when I make a work related decision, it's not you know it's not necessarily uh gossiping gossiping about so and so at the water cooler right again it gets put down on film eternally <laughs> for <Yeah. laughs> for the world to see um
2: so mike we are going uh to do our first movie, would you be interested in playing the worst piece of shit ever and star, <laughs> star and playing, star and playing Toby Morrell?
3: So I'm so I'm playing myself. Fantastic! Um, so we're
2: gonna do a Toby Morrell documentary. <laughs> Toby Rell
3: documentary. I'm I, I'm in. I'm in.
2: I, I do think though it's funny. Dude. He'd be a way better looking Toby
1: Morrell. That's what. Yeah, you are a good-looking man. My,
3: that is true. I would
1: love for you to play me. That would be my dream if you played me in a movie for sure. The, like, last question: Are you ever like just living normal life? You're out with your family. You know, you're at Target, whatever, getting whatever you need. And somebody says a name of an actor you played, and you look, uh, or a character you played, and you turn around. Like they go Ian or Bobby or Jason or, or whatever, and you you turn around like after having. Re- you know, filmed for months and months and months. Does that ever happen to you?
3: Oh man, you, the 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 better thing is watching my kids kind of come to grip with it. Now, um, yeah, my oldest is eight now. Uh, I, I the last two years have been really difficult for her trying to uh, trying to deal with how she like she's she's for so long has seen people come up and talk to daddy about well, what what did they want to talk about oh they're just talking to daddy about work and you know about about what daddy does and I, I i still remember it last year we were sitting at olive garden um here in wilmington eating and the waiter came up to take our order and she goes yes, he's on Under the Dome, okay? Yes, he plays Barbie. I, I, she assumed that this person was coming up to talk about... He had no idea who I was. He was just wanted to know if I wanted the chicken scampi or the soup salad and breadsticks. Um, so it, it's amazing for me watching this through a child's eyes. I I can't imagine how hard it must be for them to kind of reconcile... Real and not in, yeah. What it's all about. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well,
1: Mike, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been great. We re- we really do appreciate you uh, taking some time for us and uh, coming on the show. So, uh, thank you. And you guys watch Under the Dome. It is uh, you're recording uh, right now the new season, right? Yeah, is that, season is that
3: three. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. man, three. that is awesome. Thank, so thank, thank you, so Mike. Much, yeah, Mike, thanks Mike, man. so much, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, see you, man. Talk to you. And Mike Vogel,
1: everyone.
2: Oh, Mike. Man. That's interesting, man. Like I, his perspective being right in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, that's really intriguing.
1: It, it, I've always wondered what it'd be like to be just a good looking actor. Right. <laughs> like, I've actually really wondered, like, what would that feel like? Like, I mean, he. As opposed to being has... what it'd like to be an ugly actor? But, well, I mean, he's known Steve Buscemi. I mean, I mean, Steve Buscemi's career might be bigger, but I mean, if you are a oh, yeah, Buscemi, an yeah. attractive female looking to meet a famous actor, do you go with Steve Buscemi or do you go with Mike? Bogle? I think Steve <laughs> Buscemi is doing terrible. fine. I think he's doing or just fine. an
2: attractive male. Well, whatever let's, you're <laughs> all right, let's, so let's flip this. Would any of y'all be okay with your wife being in a big, big, big time movie and even? just a pet kiss on someone's lips of course I'm actress. okay with that yeah I think I'd be okay with how that how about a makeout out scene
0: I'm fine with I it think,
2: I think I would be because I, just knowing
1: my wife I don't think she, she it's not like she's going oh my god I'm kissing this guy Matt
0: I what did you say think in work I'm you say, definitely Matt? fine with that
2: a makeout out scene see I just couldn't stand watching my wife make out with someone that would just don't watch me. the movie then not, not because I don't trust her but just ugh, you don't I'm trust your just... wife <laughs> You don't love Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, Matt, a little while earlier, you mentioned something, and I thought this was kind of interesting. Your wife won our uh, uh, fantasy football bracket. No, no, no
3: yeah, we. Yeah, I was just our, your telling wife you all won before our, we
1: got our, our back from March break. our March Madness bracket. Yeah,
0: I was just telling you right before I got back from break that I – was making coffee here on my wireless system. Now, just because we have a lot of audio gear, I didn't go out and buy this for the podcast, nor did the right. BC Club people pay for it. But I have a really nice wireless microphone. I have a really nice in-ear system just from the band and storage. So I got those puppies out, and... um I hooked him up to my computer in the wife's closet, so technically my studio is right. the whole house. So I'm pacing the whole house because I love to pace anyway. That's amazing. On a wireless mic and and in uh, ear system while I'm doing this podcast. Like right now I'm in the kitchen. So that's
1: right, and you can do that because your daughter Georgia is not there. Right. Because that's of why? what.
0: So yeah. So and I can do that when Georgia is not here, nobody's here, or if she's taking a nap or something. So I'm walking around the house, and my daughter's out at the Pacific Science Center, um, which is the thing that they got a membership to. And so we have a nanny named Abby and she's got Georgia. So I have the whole house that so just pace around and podcast. So I could do this all day.
1: Yeah. And so that membership's kind of expensive. What I mean, why did y'all get that? Oh yeah. Well see
0: Bridget won our March Madness uh, pool that we yeah. did this year. And so she said with her money, what she wanted to do with it was get a, a membership to the Pacific Science Center. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was great because I would, I would otherwise go, ah, we'll just pay if we go twice. All know. right,
1: that, that is just hilarious to me that women do that with their winnings. Like a guy would never do that. Like if, if Matt, if you won the bracket challenge, what would you have bought? Would you have done something nice for your daughter and family? If
0: I had 130 or 150
1: bucks or something like that, I
0: probably would have gone to a steakhouse and or
1: bought a bottle of scotch.
0: That's exactly
1: what I, I've won before. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> I, I, th- I, I think I bought a really nice bottle of whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. My first thought is always to buy some some form of liquor that 's I mean I, that i don 't normally get normally yeah exactly like, like but here 's the thing with me when I think about winning a bracket, I think I did something, or you know like fantasy football, whatever it might be, I think, man, I worked hard, I did it, I chose right, you know i 'm really going to give myself a treat, but women don 't think that way they don 't care that much in general, oh, I happened to win, okay, yeah, that means money. I'm going to do something nice for my daughter and family, which is the right thing to do. But I would never do that, ever, no matter what. I think that is so hilarious.
0: So why are you going to pay for a science center? I'll show her a science experiment right here. Watch this, baking soda
1: and vinegar. What do you need to go to that for? (laughs) She'll be blown away. She'll be be in shock. Anyway, so I'm just trying to tell the truth here. So I think what everybody is ready for, after just an awesome interview with Mike Vogel, and then, you know, just... We need something to pick everybody up. That, we can't end there. All right, we're stumbling into it here, Toby. Let me help you out. Okay. Oh God. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I got a bomb in my mouth. In a world where, when a when a wife would win something like gambling, she would do the right thing and spend it on her family, but every male knows you buy wrong beer. decision. Wrong, wrong, damn decision. This is the damn news, and I'm here to tell the truth. Buy beer with your winnings. Buy liquor with your winnings.
0: <laughs> it was all blood money anyway, because it was it was wrought from gambling. So you got I to know. do so bad with it. You can't turn that around. You can't you do keep that. train rolling.
1: gambling money. <laughs> People probably died for that money.
0: You know, I heard a who story. Knows? I heard a story, and I don't know if it's actually true or not, but Artie Lang said on a podcast that he went, it was with Norm McDonald, who had a real bad gambling, or has a really bad gambling problem, <laughs> probably, and said he would lose money so bad, they would do so many crazy bets that they, he walked out of the casino with $60,000 one time and threw it off a pier, <laughs> and then said he said that way at least he would know where it went and he because he was going to lose it no matter what like no matter what he knew he would have oh lost it Lord. so at least he threw it in there and didn't use it to
2: lose even more so he that just, is crazy that is crazy
1: all right okay let's get to the news because this is serious and I want to do a really good job at it and I'm really proud of uh, the respect your audience craft. audience I have I respect the craft you know my my predecessors. Um, have done a great job. You're standing people on like the shoulders of giants. So crazy my Dan
2: Rather, Bill O'Reilly. Some people, some people are given a platform. You have taken a platform. No, I've
1: not taken. It's I've, unjustified. I've, I've accepted.
2: You've He's, built a I've little accepted. platform He's out of wood. I've accepted. You've taken I some rusty accept. nails. You took some rusty nails and a bunch of plywood, would, and you made your own it, stupid little platform. Go ahead.
1: I forgive you always, <laughs> and it, no matter what.
2: Our I've fr- got a new our story. Our
1: friendship if you has it. been so long. It hasn't been a month. But I got one of you. You need do it. not I do not need it. I in fact do not need that news story. <laughs> There's one thing I do not need. All right, this comes from the Huffington Post. Accused oh, really? that's, shoplifter that's allegedly normal. stuffs AK forty seven down pants at pawn shop. And I thought this was interesting. I'll tell you why after I read the story. But also our good friend Dumpy Sinclair, Scott Sinclair sent this as well. So um The Sun Centennial reports that police in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, say a man tried to rob a pawn shop in broad broad daylight on Tuesday by stuffing an assault weapon down his pants. Marlon Paul Alvarez, who is 19 years old, now faces grand theft charges stemming from the incident. Alvarez appeared in court Wednesday where Broward Judge John Hurley described the defendant's dumb plan. You allegedly went into that pawn shop and removed an AK-47 Gee. rifle on display and stuck it down your pants. After a while, you pulled it out, put it back, and then grabbed another assault rifle off another display and put that down your pants. The Associated Press reports that the owner of the shop stopped uh, the alleged thief when he saw him limping out the door with the $850 rifle down the leg of his pants. Now, here's why I think the story is interesting. When I was in high school, there was a and I'm, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but a baseball player that wanted to buy a new baseball bat that was very expensive, like five or six hundred dollars, I believe was the cost. One of my friends said, "Hey, if you give me a hundred dollars, I can get that bat for you." So he went into a sports store. I, I found this out all later, so I have no, you know, I'm you can't, I'm not an accomplice in this. Um, he went to the sports store, on crutches, like his left leg was in a cast, and he walked in. When he saw the bat, he stuffed it down his leg, and then his left leg was completely straight already like it was in a cast and walked out the store with the baseball bat. That's great. So so this guy here, I think this is Marlon Alvarez, I don't understand why he was so stupid. Like, Why would you put a gun in your pants? You could have gotten away, but then he took it out and put it in another one. And my big question to you guys is, what have you stolen? Joey? You're a pastor, so everybody on earth knows you steal for Maybe a living. Currently, for, I mean, for a living, <laughs> your job is to steal people's tithes. Your job is to steal people's. You know, he's not hearts. really a
0: thief; he's more of a con man. really.
1: Yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, have you ever stolen anything? Many girls' hearts. Oh, come on, many a girl' hearts. <laughs> have you ever stolen anything? I'm trying to think man. from a store. You
2: never did, like a, even a candy cane or anything. A, People steal all the time. Yeah, let me ask y'all this, because I was at the movie theater and ordered us, it was me, Priscilla, and Rosa, and we had Dippin' Dots. And it made me think. What was the whole Dipping Dots thing? Didn't you guys work at Carowinds and y'all stole? Like, I did. St- oh yeah, I stole a giant. Of Dipping Dots? I stole a giant. Because you you guys like
0: had Dipping all Dipping you Dipping can eat Dipping, Dipping, Dipping Dots right.
2: for like a whole semester of school. Well, the y'all problem. Remember that? Yeah, I stole those. I could go mean. to jail for this podcast.
0: <laughs> no statute of limitations. I stole a big bag of Dipping Dots, probably like a twenty pound bag 20 of vanilla. Pounds. But the problem with Dipping Dots is the whole their whole claim to fame is they have no uh, condensation or moisture in them and they are frozen. Right. down at like negative 40 degrees yep. or something like that so when you put them in the regular freezer it just turned into like one big dip and log it wasn't so, so much you a didn't dot. Eat it all i did yeah slowly but it wasn't individual <laughs> dots after i put it in the regular non-commercial freezer now right.
2: what what was your motivation there were you were you like this loved, would be neat neat and trippy or i love dipping dots i gotta have yeah well i love comeback. dipping
0: dots i really was into and still am into the ice cream of the future but the <laughs> problem is you can't get them because of the you know you can't get them so you can only get them when you're in a theme park and then you got to pay four dollars so i felt like as a big dip and dot fan you know
1: does dip and dot still exist i haven't seen it in a long I time just said i was at a theater and i had some
2: when they have them but they just didn't this do too well that's how we got into the subject oh sorry i wasn't really
1: listening no actually i did hear you and that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> All right, I thought this was kind of funny, and uh, this is <laughs> this comes out of Mainz, Germany. Uh, German exper- uh, asparagus, <laughs> German asparagus pickers mistaken for an armed gang. Police in northeast Germany raced to what they thought was a ten-person strong gang armed with knives and sticks over the weekend. But much to their surprise, officers instead found a group of asparagus pickers walking to their lunch break. Four squad cars and two undercover police vehicles were deployed after a concerned citizen near the city of Ludwigslust reported that a group of 10 to 15 people armed with knives and sticks was walking along a rural road just before noon uh, on Saturday, uh, said police spokeswoman Stephanie Nadler. Now, here's what I think is funny. I do wonder where like what did these folks look like. Was it like an old woman that was just saw some things and said, I gotta call the cops. There's a ten people. Like how many people get into trouble just for living their normal life and an old person screws them? Oh wow. By well, saying You know what I mean?
0: Definitely. I guess obviously it's worse for minorities probably and in right. bad neighborhoods, but that's a, that's totally I mean it happens all the time. I mean I live in a neighborhood where it's very expensive and the people that aren't uh, rich in the neighborhood are constantly getting the cops called on them and there's we have a neighborhood thread and it's just constant like i saw a shady guy with a hoodie and he was w- walking near a car and i'm thinking that probably was me <laughs> you know so it's just if you look weird you know in certain neighborhoods and certain things if you're doing anything out and you know so you could call it profiling or whatever but it's definitely the case all people love to complain but they complain about people that live in rvs and because there's RVs in our neighborhood and everybody complains about the crime or what if they do something. I'm just saying just because they live in an RV because houses cost $450,000 in this neighborhood, just because of that and they live in an RV and probably have a job that's not, they didn't necessarily do anything wrong because of that. In fact, I live most of, not most of, but many, many days and months of the year in an RV. And sometimes my RV, aka our tour bus is parked across the street, at which time I am the shitty neighbor or the shitty criminal element in the neighborhood.
1: I, I actually have to think that this was an old woman that did this and just was scared because she just saw some a group of people walking sure. together and they they looked potentially scary so i I think that a lot of people get into trouble and I know this sounds really messed up and people are gonna be mad at me for saying this but I think a lot of people will get in trouble and potentially go to jail. Because of 70 to 91 year old white females. (laughs) But let's just go, let
0: me go back to one thing I said, and that is probably on the other hand, like I referenced us living out of an RV, I do think we probably tend to leave an inordinate amount of litter and urine scattered across the country that probably is not the greatest. No, that must you be I mean? you, not me. Yeah, <laughs> not,
1: that, that was totally you, not me. Anyway, all right, that was the news for today, guys. I hope you, I hope you enjoyed it. Joey, did you enjoy it today or not? Um, just be honest. You actually, I feel like you did enjoy it.
2: He, i uh, yeah, just cutting up. I mean, I have to make something out of it. Like I have to do something to just get through it. And and I, I hate to tell you this, Toby, and the truth still isn't going to be revealed. You call it the the damn truth, the damn news. It is. Matt no, I don't call it that. That's what it is. Matt doesn't even like it. And he can say all he wants, oh, no, I support this. I love it. Matt doesn't like it. I can tell when he's genuine. All right, so bringing you uh, the damn news. <laughs> that hurt. Gosh. That actually hurt. <laughs> that hurt.
0: That hurt me, too. That's what you know.
1: I mean, that, that, that didn't even feel good. <laughs> that hurt me as well. I mean, it hurt Matt. hurt it. I mean, it's cool. If you believe that, okay. But, I mean, I'm I'm bleeding a little bit. <laughs> that cut. That cut deep. I respect your opinion. Charmaine
2: Williams who we actually know and met a handful of times. Rachel Moore, if it's the same Rachel Moore I know, she helps with uh, a lot of our emails, people asking us questions and help questions and stuff. We try to answer those. Herbie Handel, Jason Grimm, Jonathan Pothcary. Yep, that's it. Mark Mark Giamino, Nicholas Rodemaker, PJ Cohn, Sarah Baumgarten. That's not German or anything. Sean Knight, which is a friend of ours, and he answers a lot of our uh, administrative emails that come in. Thanks, Sean. Taylor John Sullivan McCarl, Wesley Swink, Reese Bagwell. That's Man, that's Hollywood right there. That sounds Reese Bagwell. Nicholas Tingy or Tingy, you pick. And then Matt Phelps. We thank you guys very much. So those
0: are BC Club members who support BC this podcast Club. very
2: much. Uh, if you want to check out the BC Club,
0: it's you can go to badchristian.com forward slash contribute. There's all kind of different levels you can join at. But basically what it amounts to is you can just decide the amount you want to pay for this podcast. It's uh, probably about a dollar an episode at the, at the low level there. And I think that's fair. And if you want it for free, that's totally fine too. But if you want to support and be on the team, we might just say your name on the podcast. Now, I met some people who, That's right. who said that uh, we asked them when we are on the road. We meet people that say, I'm in the BC Club, and, and Toby says to, Hey, well, did you hear your name on, on the show yet? And the guy says, No, I haven't heard it yet. And I'm thinking, you know, Joey could have easily read his name and butchered it so bad they just couldn't recognize it. <laughs> that could have happened to many people.
2: <laughs>